on this episode of the Reluctant Vegan Son Podcast. The show Arthur is ending, so I talk about childhood television and how different shows affect different generations. And whether you remember the childhood shows fully or not, they do leave a big impression. That's some of the first media you are getting. And I talk about other stuff, too. You know, just where my mind goes. So enjoy the show. Reluctant Vegan Thanks for listening to the Reluctant Vegan Some podcast. Uh, I'm Adam here once again. And yeah, it's rained a lot today. Recording this on a Tuesday. I've realized the best way, and this goes back a couple episodes, to be have energy and be energetic while recording these episodes is record them when I'm energetic. I know. It's a mind-blowing idea. I don't need to have a set regimen where I can, you know, record. I usually record on Wednesday afternoons, okay? And Wednesday afternoons are kind of the worst time to record. I guess Friday afternoons maybe because then you have the whole week go by and you're tired from all that. I'm not sure. But Wednesday's a bad time because you're midway through the week You're not close enough to the weekend that you're like, oh, I am almost there. It gives you that little boost of energy. People say, thank God it's Friday. Now, people also seem miserable at work on Friday. I mean, people are still tired. It doesn't give you a magic boost of energy. But it's something to get you through. You're like, oh, I can maybe I'll be like, I'm going to record this podcast and I'm going to have this energy for it and I'm going to keep the energy going and we're going to do amazing things. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm really working on that. Uh, so I'm recording on a Tuesday and it rained a lot today. Well, it didn't rain a lot today, actually. The thing about Colombia and so far that I've seen is that it rains for about an hour or so, really hard, or I guess that would be in the rainy season. Today, this is what happened. Or I guess it would be on Tuesday, this is what happened. I wonder how to do, you know, timing-specific things. I guess people who know what they're talking about, it comes out on a certain day, but people listen whenever, so it makes it really, really interesting. I know when you do pieces that come out on a certain day, I guess, for television, read this in a book, actually. I do not know this for certain. Don't quote me on this. But they don't use time references. Like, you don't say, well, I talked to this guy yesterday. Well, I mean, people do that, too. They're like, what? It's more like when I talk to this person. I'm just thinking of sports reporting, which I know nothing about. So, I read it in a fictional book. Sometimes I take stuff from fictional books, and I'm like, this must be true. There's no way that this is not true. Anyways, I mean, they're based a little bit in fact. I'm Everything comes from somewhere. That's why a lot of the characters tend to be based on people that they knew. It's really difficult to have a fully fleshed idea just be produced from nowhere. I can't do that. That is for sure. Well, we'll talk for a while on this podcast and... Those ideas sometimes come from nowhere. But it's not the same thing. These characters have backstories and you come up with dialogue and personalities. I'm just being me. 
So I guess, me being me, that's a good way to put it. It makes it easier or harder. Some people find it difficult to be themselves all the time, especially if they were talking to random people or whoever on the internet, because I have no idea who listens to this, unless they tell me. Thank you for people who listen and know me. Uh, and you should tell friends as well, so more people listen. Shamelessly plug myself, what, I'm oh, I'm four minutes in? Wow, I've spent a long time on this monologue. <laughs> but, and I lost my train of thought. So that's the episode. No, I'm kidding. That's has to go on for a little more than that. But I was soaked today. Oh, yeah. So the backstory of characters and stuff. And that's why I find it interesting where I find that ideas don't, I mean, they don't spring from nowhere. The ideas come from somewhere in your mind. And that's why whenever I have an idea that I don't expect, I'm very confused. Or I wonder where that idea came from because it came from somewhere. Because if you didn't come from somewhere, then you'd be able to think about things you didn't know about. Possibly. I mean, have you thought about things that you don't know about? I I don't know. <laughs> it's a cop out. I think that I have thought of things I don't know about, but then I can't dive into it in as great detail. I mean, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. That happened. Next topic. Because what else am I going to have to think about it? But they have to think about how they would react around these characters, how they would react around other people. How would they react around themselves? How would they be happy? In what situations are they reserved? There's so many different qualities that go into creating a person when done well. I mean, I guess I could come up with a character right now based off some random thing. And it would be probably not very good. I mean, I think I watched the movie Free Guy on a plane, and he came up with this character, the the main Ryan Reynolds character. It's a movie starring Ryan Reynolds, where, spoiler alert, until 6.40 for the movie Free Guy, so if you haven't seen it, be careful. Spoiler alert. He's an NPC, right? He's an NPC who gains intelligence. Oh, it's kind of a twist in the movie. I should ca- I should put a spoiler alert if you haven't seen that movie. Possibly. Yeah, I should do that. That would be a dick move otherwise. So let's see. Six minutes around. I'll cut that out. And point being, he's an NPC who, the guy creating the game, NPCs are non-player characters. Right? They're people who have been programmed into the game, into the game and he programmed them to like the exact same things that his best friend who he had a crush on liked. And he thought of the first person he could think of and made it into the thing. Now, if I was to write something, I would not write it about a crush or the first person I think of because that would be creepy, I feel like, a little bit. Yeah, that would be pretty creepy. Imagine making a character. I mean, I was creating a Dungeons & Dragons character, and I'm like, How should I do this? Should I make it based off of myself? Should I make it based off of like some random fantasy thing? Because I mean, definitely have some of those creepy guys who make just these young women. It's just, ugh. So then I'm like, oh, well, I can't make a young woman because that would be creepy. Not saying that I would want to necessarily, or they would want to play as themselves because it's a very role play thing. Very confusing in my mind. Uh, Hopefully you've watched Free Guy. 
So, yeah, that's what I'm kind of talking about, creating characters based on people. You know, that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about today. You know, I read the news every day and I try to get ideas of what to talk about, things I find interesting. And 90%, 70% of what I find is not interesting. It's politics and politics, politics and business. I feel like so it makes up the majority of the news. Though I do like how the Times have different sections or different little weekly pieces. Like they have like weekly pieces about what some person does on Sundays. This person in a certain profession, what do they do on Sundays? Or what do uh, or how these people who are getting married met, how their love story happened. Which I think is pretty neat and more interesting than what's going on in politics. And yeah, but I saw an article that Arthur is ending. Uh, Arthur is a show, a children's show, about an aardvark. And it's gone on for a long, long time. It has had 25 seasons. And it started, I think, around the 1970s. It started as a book and then became the TV show. And the original drawings, from what it said, is very different. So it's interesting how things take its shape about what could best fit the fit the part. Anyways, I was just thinking how a generation possibly grew up on that show. The shows that my kids watch now, they're five, which I think would be a good age to watch Arthur. One thing I like about Arthur is the theme song. It's a catchy theme song. I was wondering if I'm allowed to sing it myself. I think so, because people make covers of songs all the time. But it's like, hey, what a wonderful time of day. Can learn to love and play and be fine with each I forgot the words, each other. But it's interesting to me thinking about what the different generations have grown up as in kids shows. When I think of big kid shows, previously, I think of like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as the big previous one. Uh, and they just made a movie about Mr. Rogers. I gotta watch that one. I can't spoil that one for you guys yet because I haven't watched it. But documentaries, it's a question, can you spoil documentaries? And I did. I did spoil a documentary for my friends uh, because they already happened. So maybe if you knew about like, the thing, if you watched Mr. Rogers, I mean, maybe you wouldn't know every little detail about the show, but you would know about what happened there. But I find it interesting how the different shows that kids watch and are popular at the time is the values that they learn. In the article I was reading, Arthur will not solve wars, and it said it's highly praised. And I'm wondering if that's what the good shows do. They blend, it probably is what the good shows do, is they find a way to blend fun or a kid's animation, something small, into bigger topics. And I find that those type of shows are able to hold up over time. I mean, I did watch an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and I was thinking to myself, oh, this is pretty incredible. It's put out, the information is uh, shown in a very simple way, but it has a profound impact even on me when I'm older. And this is how you learn this is how you learn. I mean, you learn from, obviously, your most 
immediate family is who you interact with the most. And I, I think you learn a lot from society, uh, but and the people you interact with, and the people you interact with the most are your parents. So that's where you're gonna learn things from. And then it goes to friends and stuff. I mean, what are necessarily I'm basing a lot off the kids in my class are five year olds telling to each other. Are you gonna learn something like that? No, but you might you might not learn something factual or whatever, but you will learn maybe things to do. I forgot the word for it. Or social etiquette. Let's say your friend is throwing away trash, throwing trash in the trash can. I would be more likely to throw trash in the trash can. I guess you'd follow the example of what other people, what other kids are doing, especially at a young age. If you can get everybody, one person doing it, there's a chance that people will follow. That's the best way to do it. I mean, even as an adult, if I'm doing an activity and I find it strange, I don't want to be the first person to do it. But if other people are trying that to do it or do that activity, I feel more inclined to give it a shot or I feel more inclined, you know, to like, let's say, put my hand up. I'm not certain. I find it interesting with restaurants, too. I f- think very similarly. When I look at restaurants, I don't want to go to an empty restaurant unless I've looked it up before and I've heard good things or something. But if I'm just walking around town, especially the first few days, I'm in a strange place, right? Or not a strange place, but a new place. It's strange to me. It's a very relaxed town, Mosqueda, but I don't know anything about it. I'm looking at the restaurants. I am 100% going to the restaurants with people over the restaurants without people. And that is how I make a decision. And... I guess that's how word of mouth grows. I mean, yeah, there's word of mouth or trying it. Or I guess I would maybe go to the empty restaurant if there's a wait. I was watching an episode of Black Jeopardy. It's an SNL skit where they said uh, there's a wait for this barber, but you can go to the empty chair out front. And the answer was there's a reason why that chair is empty. And I can't say I'm sure that I went to a barbershop and I was concerned because I walked in and there was one empty chair and I got my hair cut and I don't speak Spanish. I got my hair cut last weekend. So I was worried that somehow I got the bad barber when I knew nothing about any barbers in this place. And because I got the empty chair, I was like, okay, this guy might fuck this up. And he did a pretty good job, I would say. I mean, I like my uh, barber in New York a lot, but uh, not flying to New York on a week for a weekend to get a haircut. I don't have that type of money. If I was rich, maybe. Wonder how rich I would want to be to fly to New York for a weekend. I don't know. It would be probably if I had enough money to be able to fly in a private jet consistently. Is about the time I would. I would say, yeah, this is a good idea. So the answer is never in my life, most likely, unless share the podcast with people. Maybe that could be my way to make it big or other things. But children's shows, and some have good messages, and some, they all have good messages. It's just some are more educational than others. 
And I'm looking at the shows now, and I'm like, these, I don't find these interesting. And these kids are, you know, entranced. Entranced? Entrenched? I'm not sure, but they're really captured in these shows. And that might be just me being older and me liking these other shows because of the nostalgia factor. I mean, if I watched it and I liked it, I'm more likely to think that it's been a good show recently. But even if they preach slightly different values, and the values of the times change. I mean, there are some things that are universally bad, even though there was a time when doctors promoted cigarettes, so maybe I retract that statement a little bit. And I'm sure doctors knew cigarettes were bad. They just get paid money to say otherwise. But, I mean, if you didn't know any better... That's the case. And, I mean, that's also the reason why people are saying they don't trust doctors now, which there's reasons to not trust. That's not the reason to not trust doctors. I mean, it was a long time ago, and, I mean, there are people getting paid off and all types of things. Yeah, but that's not the reason to mistrust doctors. I mean, I think that if you mistrust doctors, you must either be a doctor. And the only way to be a good reason is if you're a doctor yourself and you know what's going on. Because even if I mistrusted someone who knew infinite more knowledge than me in a subject, I would be like, oh, you know a lot more than me. You spent years studying this thing. Maybe you do know something. I mean, you could take information with a grain of salt perhaps, but what's my research going to do against someone who's studied their entire life for this wow i got off topic but yeah i mean information changes with time basically and so it'd be interesting maybe i'll do this is look at the different kids shows and see how they've changed i mean they used to be you could still have animated kids shows a while ago i mean snow white i think was the first disney no i don't know which was the first disney animated movie might have been Snow White. I'm not positive. But that was out a long time ago and was animated. I mean, the quality of animation and the style of animation was different. But it's still an animated show. So you could have had an animated show uh, a long time ago. But Arthur's coming to an end. And that's one of the shows that I somewhat watched as a kid. We didn't have much television. Uh, we only had basic cable, so it was on PBS, so we would have been able to. It's just we didn't watch much television. Our television was Survivor and The Amazing Race, so we watched reality television, and I don't remember what age we started watching that, or I don't remember what shows I really liked as a kid. I just know that Arthur has a good theme song, and it's been around for a long time. He's cute, cute little aardvark. They're all based on animals, which I like. It's an easy way to relate to kids' good messages because it doesn't seem as difficult when it's coming from a non-human source to me. Which is crazy because obviously animals can't talk, but somehow them relaying information makes sense. It's crazy. So I was thinking that we don't... I was thinking it's been 25 seasons, and so I was looking... At what was the longest television shows in in history or or something like that. And the show that 
has the most seasons is The Simpsons. Or I guess this would be American television, I would say. And The Simpsons has 33 seasons. Or this was what a Google search found me for longest shows. And 33 seasons is a lot of seasons. And I know there's been claims that the creator, I think it's Matt Gronick, is a time traveler because a lot of the things that he's put out that's been on the show seem to happen. I remember a big one being the Cubs winning the World Series. I mean, I care about sports, so a big one to me. And the Cubs winning the World Series in that time, in the same year that it happened. And that almost happened in Back to the Future, too. I think in Back to the Future, when he went into the future, it was the year before. And the Cubs won the World Series, too. Uh, 33 seasons is a long time. And I'm not sure if there are multiple seasons, you know, per year or not. Uh, there are shows like, the, let's say, The Amazing Race or something, which has a, probably almost as many seasons. Or Survivor has more seasons. Survivor had a season 40 recently. But there are two seasons per year. And it's also different in reality television to me because... They create their own story each time. Like, yes, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And yes, there's, you know, the different challenges and the place they're going. And there's, I'm not saying it's easy to put on a reality show, but in a reality show, you don't have to write everything out. You film what happens. You don't film what is going to be there. Does that make sense? Or you don't film like this. I mean, someone has to produce scripts. Someone has to acts when has to produce characters like yes there's a lot of work that goes into reality shows but you don't have to create it the same way and then i was thinking so there's 717 episodes of uh the simpsons because i was wondering how many episodes because there are a lot of animes or a couple of animes mainly one that's really long and i was wondering how many more episodes it had, or how many episodes The Simpsons had in comparison. And I'm talking about One Piece, which I started watching. I'm, I think, 123 episodes in. And there are 1,009 episodes in One Piece. It's insane. There's 300 more episodes than The Simpsons. I mean, how many? It's 20,000 hours of my time. I'm good. I would end up spending watching if I catch up to ev- to where we are now. And it's still coming out. And the manga is still coming out. It's insane. How there's enough ideas for 1,000 episodes blows my mind. And I'm not entirely positive if... All the episodes are different or there's characters that have different features or character comes back. But you're coming, he's coming up with something new. And my friend I was talking to about this, he got me into it, said that the creator had the idea for the ending in mind the whole time. This guy must have superpowers. I don't, I don't understand. How can you... How can you write or have ideas for that much? How can you have those ideas while keeping in mind what you want so far in the future? How, unless you might have worked backwards. That would be insane. Working backwards to have a thing. 
And it's really an undertaking that I put on myself or a tremendous undertaking to watch all those times. And there are lots of people that do it. It is maybe it's one of the most popular animes out there. I got to say, I'm not sure what the most popular is. Maybe anime, maybe Naruto or something, but it's got to be up there. I mean, the if I go 50 most populars, popular, it's oh it's it's got to go down a little bit, but still I mean, there's so much. It says 26th based on I don't even oh based on members on this website, but it's the 26th most popular anime, and it started coming out in 1999. Their most shows are done well before. It's been my entire life that this show has been going on. And a guy's been creating this the entire time. Maybe someone's been creating me the entire time. That's some Matrix dystopian shit. Talking. Wonder if someone is writing a script for my life, what would they say? That seems very main character syndrome of me. Or maybe not. Maybe someone, my script is for a side character. I don't know. I think main character syndrome, while it is true, is like, it is an idea. I think it's important for you to be the main character in your life, though. And I mean, you don't have to be the main character in life entirely, but some people think that they're a side character or things aren't meant to happen. But you have to live for you. That's the only person who is going to do it. There's no way that if you're not your main character, who is? Or are you supporting someone else's? I don't know. You might win an award for best supporting character, but then what have you done yourself? I mean, best supporting actor, I mean, they do give great depth and stuff like that. And I guess the supporting characters in movies have their own lives. But a lot of the time, they end up being with their friends. They're they're supporting the main person as they go farther and they most of the time stay in the same place. I'm not saying staying in the same place means you're a supporting character, of course. I mean, most people go through life staying in their same place. A lot of people never travel, never left their country. Percentage of that is. I do. I really do. I'm going to look that up for next time and see. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be able to, but Talking with a lot of my friends in Colombia, it's really eye-opening about the different privileges just from living somewhere or winning the lottery of being born. And I wonder how I could have an interesting episode on that and not sound necessarily too privileged. Or is it a problem of sounding privileged? Because that's more of a fact than an opinion. And I guess it can be opinionated because depending on who you're talking to, you can seem more privileged to some people and less to others. I guess it's a very frame of mind thing. On that note, look forward to that next week. I'm going to write that down because that's a great idea. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Please like, subscribe, review the podcast, tell a friend, follow me on Instagram. I will put out a cover for this week and have a fantastic week.